Welcome to our weekly devotion. I'm looking at Psalm 73 this week, and Psalm 73 is really one of my favorite psalms. Um, I say that jokingly because all the psalms are my favorite, but I do keep coming back to Psalm 73 for a number of reasons, and uh, this time I'm thinking about verses 23 through 26, and especially uh, Christians and suffering. And I'm just going to read this and then, and then go back and talk about it. So 23 through 26. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel. And afterward, receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. The, the profoundity of the first verse there, 23, nevertheless, I am continually with you. And the idea that we're with God after uh, the reality of sin, our need for redemption, but it says that he holds us by our right hand. Now in this psalm, just a quick reminder, Asaph had been struggling with envy of the rich and, and the problem of evil. And he comes through and understands, but he also sees that he had been uh, in sin. And he has to confess that. And even in that setting, God holds him by his right hand and God guides him in, it, in God's counsel. And then afterward, receive me to glory. We only, as Christians, we only have better and better things ahead of us. We have nothing to fear. We only grow closer and closer to the Lord. And our final destiny, our final goal, our outcome is the glorified state. And you can read about that in the confession and, and get to know it more. But the glory, we're, we're received into glory with God and we're with Christ. So this is something that gives me great comfort as I reflect on any of the trials in life. And if I'm ever perplexed by them or or not sure how to understand something. I always bring myself back to these verses that whatever else is going on, God guides me. He, he holds me on my right hand and we go from strength to strength. Then in verse 25, who have I in heaven, but you, and there is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. This kind of wholehearted or, or undivided, pure attention on God. That's what holiness is. And we're called to be holy as God is holy. And that our desires in this life are often very mixed. And, and we can uh, desire worldly things, sometimes in a natural sense. It's not wrong, but it still ends up being mixed. Or sometimes in a sinful way, we might have the thorns and thistles of this life distracting us from, from God. But when we come to this kind of focused attention that ASAP does here, and realize, whom, whom else do we have but God? And there's nothing that is more desirable than God. God is that which is desirable. Knowing God is, there's nothing more desirable than that. And by contrast, in verse 26, my flesh and my heart will fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So as Christians, we are living under the curse. When we, we become uh, saved, we're regenerated, and we confess Christ our Savior, we're justified, we're going through sanctification, but nevertheless, 
we're still under the curse. But it's a completely different uh, situation for us than it is for the unbeliever. Because for us, the curse represents dying to death, to be alive in Christ, and knowing that God is our strength forever, so that we'll be raised in glory at the last day. And so we don't have anything to fear in the curse. In fact, because we understand it, we see how it's part of how God is receiving us to glory. Now, in this psalm, we just contrast that briefly with the rich, the worldly rich in this psalm who are trying to find their comfort in something this life offers. Their money can buy them lots of comforts and maybe the best of everything, but it doesn't provide them with verses 23 through 26. And can you imagine that working your whole life or maybe you know, working at least to preserve your wealth, right? If you inherited your wealth, some rich person inherits wealth, they preserve it, they they, they spend their life trying to use their money to get them uh, what they think they desire, and it never gets them verses 23 through 26, which is offered to even the humblest believer without any wealth. So we know that God is with us, and these verses for me are great comfort, especially 23 when it says, you hold me by my right hand. I remember that often when I'm thinking about uh, trials or struggles and it brings me back to, yeah, no matter what we're going through, even the worst parts of the curse are still God for the Christian bringing life and guiding us in his counsel. And we have nothing greater than our desire for God and our knowledge that we'll dwell with him. We saw that uh, recently in my sermon on the seven trumpets. The seventh trumpet ends with the temple being opened and the ark being seen and God dwelling with his people. So Psalm 73, 23 through 26. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. 